listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. You know, I always get excited when we get to do special episodes. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a special episode of Off the Cuff. First of all, let me just say thank you for listening and thank you for turning your radio dial to WLXU 93.9 FM. If you are driving out of the Lexington area, you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. But this is going to be a very special episode of Off the Cuff because I am getting in my time machine and pulling out an archive episode. And this archived episode that I am going to play today is not an archived episode of Off the Cuff. This is an archived episode of a podcast called Friends in the Corner podcast hosted by Dan Polly. And Dan Polly does an interview with yours truly, Adam Banks. On today's episode, I am going to be airing uh, yet another Adam Banks interview uh, where somebody is interviewing me. And this episode aired uh, back in October of 2019. The exact date was October the 18th, 2019. So this interview has got some age on it, but I think even though it's an oldie, it's still a goodie. I uh, just want to go ahead and let the audience know that the reason we are not airing a live episode of Off the Cuff this week is because if you haven't noticed, outside there is an ice storm. And due to inclement weather, uh, the Off the Cuff studios were closed. So we were not able to get into the studio to do a live episode. So instead of just putting on a replay, I thought that I would share this for the Off the Cuff audience. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play the interview. Guys, I had a good time catching up with my good buddy, Adam Banks, here today. He told us a little bit about what he's got going on lately. It's been a busy year for him. Been on television in the local Lexington area. He's also got his own radio show now for Off the Cuff. And so I'm excited to talk to him and catch up with all things he's had happen this year. Also talk a little Kentucky football and basketball on the same side. So... Without further ado, I say let's jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Adam Banks. Here we go. Right, we've got a familiar voice returning to the show today, Mr. Adam Banks from Off the Cuff. How you doing, brother? Dan, it is so good to be back. Thank you for having me. Doing good. Oh, man. Happy to have you back, man. It's been just about a year since you came on the show last. Yeah, when you was telling me that a while ago, I was stunned with how fast time has flown by. We, It's been a year since we have sat down. You, my man, <laughs> are now engaged, <laughs> getting married. Miracles still happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because last year, you and Kathy... Catherine just started dating, or was you only dating a couple it, it, weeks it, at that time? It only been a couple months uh, mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, just just a handful of months. And yeah, then back in June, decided to pop the question. Said uh, I'm about to kick my coverage here, so I better do something before I lose it. So, <laughs> well, congrats, man. That's Thank awesome. You. Appreciate it. So next year, June 27th, me and Ka- me and Catherine are getting married at the Griffin Gate Hotel in uh, Lexington. So can't wait for that. I'll be looking for my invitation in the mail. <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> man. But 
that's all on my front here. We but we got to talk about what's been going on with you in the last year. You've had a lot go on. It's here. been a very productive year. It's been a very busy year for me. Yes, uh, so much has happened. <laughs> well, first off, um, we can t- we talk about that you uh, not only are branching the radio, but it looks like television right now. Um, you're a regular host on Midday Kentucky. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that? So, yeah, sure. So I started on Midday Kentucky in January. I'm sorry, July. July 29th was my first episode. And so that kind of, I'm still kind of trying to figure out how I got the gig, to be honest (laughs) with you. It's uh, because people ask me that all the time. They're like, how in the world did that happen? I don't know. It happened so fast because, uh, don't get me wrong, I love it. It's so much fun. But how it all started is very interesting. I was supposed to appear on Midday Kentucky as a guest to promote Off the Cuff, my radio show. And, And when I showed up to be a guest, somehow I ended up in the hosting seat and just never got up. <laughs> but no, it's fun. I'm, I'm on there typically just uh, Monday and Tuesday. It's not daily. Uh, there's kind of a rotating um, set of hosts set of hosts right now for the time being. Uh, typically, you can catch me on there on Monday and Tuesday, but I'm on there occasionally throughout the week some other days other than Monday, Tuesday, but mostly Monday, Tuesday, 1230, ABC 36, Check it out. It's a different change of pace because television, they see everything you do, Dan. <laughs> they see your facial expressions. They see, and you know me, I speak with my hands. <laughs> so I have to really contain myself when I'm sitting there. And sometimes the camera cannot be flattering. <laughs> and I've realized a lot of flaws about myself since being on television. Do you go back and watch the watch the uh, show and just see how you how you are on camera? Yes and no. Okay. I cringe when I watch myself on TV. I have no problem listening to my radio shows, but when I watch the old episodes of Midday Kentucky, I cringe. I literally do. Like I sometimes have to like watch through my eyes like this because or through my fingers because it's it's really hard to watch yourself, watch your fa- facial expressions because I am my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. I am really hard on myself. So, yeah, so not only uh, you've, you're you on Midday Kentucky pretty regularly now doing some different stuff. Who are, who are uh, some of the, I know you guys have a lot of guests on those shows. So who are some of the more memorable guests that you've uh, met with on that show so far? On Midday, so we had the Bedford Band on there. I love live music. That was really cool, getting mm-hmm. to meet them, uh, seeing what they have to offer. Uh, I got to meet you meet so many interesting people on in that show and what's so great about it is it's people in the city of Lexington coming to showcase their business or their product so I've met a ton it's hard to pinpoint the most memorable but uh, I did like the Bedford band because of the live music uh, today for instance uh, on the show we had a lady teaching us how to properly eat at a dinner table or how to act at an arts and crafts uh, showcase if you go to one of those so how to learn etiquette not only um, in the television realm have you been uh, having some success but some changes have happened to off the cuff itself as well so you want to tell us what's been going on with that so yeah off the cuff uh, my whole entire world changed in april of 2019 it's it's been wild so as you know i started off the cuff about five years ago and my goal was to get off the cuff on the radio. So I kept pitching off the cuff 
so many times to different radio stations. Hey, are you interested in the show? This is something that you might, you know, want to play on your airwaves. I got a lot of no's. I got a lot of rejections. A lot of people wasn't interested in it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we don't really do talk radio in Lexington. We're more of a music station. But I love talk radio. That's that's just my forte. And and uh, it was hard trying to find a radio station that shared that same passion. So I found this radio station. WLXU, Lexington Community Radio, 93.9, and pitched my show to them. They said, could you let us listen to a few episodes? Let them listen to a few episodes of the podcast. They liked it. They said, we would love to put you in a time slot on our station. And four to five just so happened to be the time slot that they selected. And very happy to say that the show's doing very well. Uh, We just got the ratings back, and they were... Very, very nice to see. I'm glad to see people are actually listening because I was so afraid when we got the ratings in because I was afraid that I was actually going to realize, okay, nobody listens to this. But I seen the numbers and I was like, okay, people are listening. So it really made me feel good. But the show is now on the radio. And I also love another interactive factor you have with uh, the show, which you're actually doing right now, is you Facebook Live all of your recordings. Mm -hmm. So you have some more interaction with uh, other parts of the community as well, which I find pretty awesome. So that's usually I don't have opportunities to listen to the show in person. Person, but I'll try to jump on the Facebook live feed and watch you um, from time to time on those Thursdays. So. Yeah, I try to make the show available on all platforms. So off the cuff, it's each platform has its own audience. There's a different audience that watches the Facebook live. There's a different audience that listens to the radio. There's a different audience that just listens to the podcast alone. There's a different audience uh, that pulls up the app and streams the app. So uh, it's we each get our own set of amount of people that listens to each one and they're each different. People seem to like the Facebook live because you can interact mm-hmm. and I just call it the show thread. So while I'm doing the show in real time, you can write me messages on Facebook live and I'll try to answer them on the air. Comment which wrestling shirt he's wearing that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you can always see my wardrobe on Facebook live because the thing about radio is nobody knows what you look like. Right. So people are going to tune in to the Facebook live just to see what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. They want to, they want to put a face with the voice. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick pause right there so we can take a quick break. We got lots more off the cuff coming at you right after these words. Stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. If you are just now joining us, you are listening to a very special episode of Off the Cuff as I am playing an old interview conducted by my friend Dan Polly, host of Friends in the Corner. And this interview was conducted on October the 18th, 2019, and he is interviewing me. So let's get back to the interview. Before we start getting into Kentucky basketball, too, I, I do want to get your some more thoughts as we start talking about uh, college athletics in some different ways here, Adam. Just a couple months ago, uh, California passed the uh, a new uh, ruling that would allow college students to profit from their uh, from brand sponsorships, endorsements, profit from their names and images and likenesses, and that's going to looks like it's going to be starting around 2023 in California. Kentucky has talked about wanting to pursue some similar legislation here. So 
we've kind of touched on this topic before yes. on, a, on a previous episode here. and But I, I do want to maybe touch on just a little bit more here, get your thoughts on what you think of this new passing in California. If it does come to Kentucky, what impact you might think that might have and see and just know what you think of it. Okay, well, I think just to flat out say, do I think college athletes should be paid by who would be paying it? Would it be the university? It, it would be endorsements. So like Nike or Adidas or um, probably like if they wanted to do something with like a car dealership, like what Cal has with um, Ford. Right okay. Here. I think I'm, I'm fine with that. And I, th- I think that, that I think that should be how it is. Now, as far as them getting a paycheck from yeah. the university or from the NCAA or from, from, from other things like somebody like that like an institution like a university mm-hmm. or the NCAA should they get a paycheck no they are getting paid they're getting a free college education right. uh, last time on the show we talked about this a little bit if you put a number on what they're getting paid just by playing basketball at that university with the uh, platform that they're on with the uh, attire that they get the free attire the free education the free travel i mean it equals out to be about $175,000 mm-hmm. that they're getting paid it's just not cash everybody always thinks everybody always thinks you are when you're getting paid you're getting money you're getting paper money payment is not always money Payment can also be exposure. Payment can also be a platform that somebody is giving you. And I think that that's what a lot of these college athletes are getting. They're getting about $175,000. If we're putting a number on it, that's what they're getting. Um, So I I do think they're already getting paid, so they shouldn't receive paychecks. Now, as far as endorsements, like from Nike or let's say that Reebok wants to give somebody a shoe deal, hey, that's their prerogative. Mm -hmm. And if these athletes are that good – then, yes, they should be able to personally make their own deals. I think they should be personally, like Benny Snell, for instance, last year, he did the Snell Yeah. Yeah. But technically, he could not go out and sell Snell Yell t-shirts and get money for that while he was an athlete. Mm -hmm. I think that's the craziest thing that you can can even, uh, like, why? Somebody who has a... Uh, who sits 65,000 people in a seat every Saturday. People are there to see Benny Snell, and he's not getting anything uh, from any – I right. mean, seriously. I mean, Or even, like, an autograph. Yes. Sell an autograph or something like that, which you, some people have mixed emotions about. But it's like, I mean, it's his signature. He can do whatever he want with it. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I, that's, how I, that's how I felt, too. It's like I don't know if, if you're getting a scholarship and you are – getting a stipend and stuff like that i don't think you need anything more from the college but if they're going to be if if your likeness is going to be used on something i I, like if my image is going to be used in the fat mall like you see some of these athletes do i want some kickback for that because that's i'm you know that's what's bringing people into the stadium that's what's making people buy a pair of nike shoes because they saw um, anthony davis wear them or something like that yeah and, and imagine you playing a game, hearing thousands of people scream your name, Mm -hmm. uh, and then you go home, you open your fridge, you want a snack, and there's nothing in your fridge. Now, how does that work? Exactly. I mean, how do you go from people wanting your autograph, worshiping the ground you walk on, screaming your name, chanting your name, you're a hero, everybody's wanting to take a picture with you, you could have made thousands of dollars just off the pictures you took, Mm -hmm. but then you go home, you want to... 
ice cold pop out of the fridge and you don't have it because you don't have the money for it. Yeah. So I think that if these athletes can benefit from their own personalized businesses outside of uh, athlete, if they want to start their own business or sell their own products or be endorsed by other companies, I think that should be allowed. I don't think it ever should have not been allowed. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, especially if the coaches can do it. Why can't the students? I mean, you you go around Lexington, you can find Cal and Stoops' faces on just about any business. Right here, go go eat at Drake's. It's right on their uh, right on their uh, receipt they give you at the end of the day. So a picture of Stoops and Cal. <laughs> well, no, just one or one. It's one or the other. So well, usually Cal's face is on the receipt. Usually Stoops is just hanging out there. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's it depends on when they want to put Stoops' face on the receipt. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's so. when you know you've made it. Is when they are printing your picture on a receipt. Receipt. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the cover. It's not the actual like paper itself, but. Oh, you're talking about the little, the little booklet that booklet they bring out. That, yeah, that they use to cover it. Or just go on New Circle and go past the uh, – Paul Miller Ford. Paul Miller Ford, and you'll see all three coaches' faces right on their uh, window there. So Yeah, and think about the things that they get free that they don't even have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah, you know when they walk into a restaurant, Stoops or Cal, they don't have to pay for that meal because it just looks good that they're eating in your restaurant. Mm-hmm. So you're going to give them a meal on the house. There was some other. There was another situation like that, and I can't. Well, think of- I remember a few years ago, you there was a kicker from or a player at UCF who had a YouTube channel. Yeah, and he and I don't think the YouTube channel had anything to do with football. He like, but he was making money off of the, his uh, YouTube channel from advertising and stuff like that. And uh, the NCAA came to him was like, you can either play football. Or you can do the YouTube channel, but you can't do it. They basically told me he had to shut down his YouTube channel, or he couldn't uh, he couldn't play football, and he'd lose his scholarship. So he chose the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's so, that's yeah. ridiculous. That is so ridiculous that they are keeping these people from making their own money based off just they're just selling themselves. Right. I mean, they made yeah. UK, for instance, would give people the platform to become quote unquote famous or well known or you get all the notoriety from being on the team. But if you can venture off and create your own business and create and market yourself and make money off of it, the NCAA does not need to be the one to benefit from that. You do. Right. You do because they're already benefiting from, from you. They're selling tickets off of you. You know, they're selling t-shirts off of you They're and you're not making anything. That's not fair. Exactly. Yeah. So, I I that's I agree too. So it'll be interesting to see if that gets passed here in uh, Kentucky. Um, California is one of the first. California is the first state to pass it, and so we'll see what comes out of uh, that. I'm sure more states are going to jump on board before uh, before long here. Yeah, hopefully Kentucky. It, do you have an anticipated date? It 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 was just in an article. Um, just as soon as the California one was passed, it said Kentucky's looking into it. So I think it's in the very, very early stages of it. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know who, who exactly brings that to the table first, um, as far as the political process goes. But it's, it's in discussion. So. Yeah. It, it just, it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, it does. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick pause right there, so we can take a quick break. We got lots more off the cuff coming at you right after these words. Stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. If you are just now joining us, you are listening to a very special episode of Off the Cuff as I am playing an old interview conducted by my friend Dan Polly, host of Friends in the Corner. 
And this interview was conducted on October the 18th, 2019. And he is interviewing me. And we're going to take Off the Cuff's Song of the Week. And I hope you enjoy what it is this week. It's Skilo, I Wish. Enjoy. Adam Banks here with you. If you are just now joining us, you are listening to a very special episode of Off the Cuff as I am playing an old interview conducted by my friend Dan Polly, host of Friends in the Corner. And this interview was conducted on October the 18th, 2019, and he is interviewing me. So let's get back to the interview the local boy dante allen we actually on the very first episode you did we talked about dante allen Uh um, because that's when we were trying to it was in discussion if he was going to commit to kentucky or not and uh he has now yes um what do you think he is a four-star recruit from pendleton county uh do you think he might be a bit of a contributor this year or do you think with so much talent that's still here this will probably be kind of a growing year for him before he uh, makes a move like that hard to say there's a lot of players that we always thought was going to be standout players when they get here because of how they were glorified in high school but this is such a unique environment when you come and play basketball at uk because there is just so much talent there is just so much talent and what makes kentucky basketball great is we share that talent Mm -hmm. there's never really that one standout player it's a group effort it's like in 2012 look who we had we had the number one nba draft uh, pick anthony davis and we also had the number two nba draft pick in uh michael kidd michael kidd gilchrist and um during the championship game in 2012 against kansas anthony davis only had like two points yeah no he was uh, yeah. yeah um i think michael kidd gilchrist had the second least amount of points i mean and but so what that tells me is that everybody has to shine in order to succeed so it's hard to really uh to answer your question dante allen i i i don't know i think that when you look at the culture of uk and how it is under the calipari era the number one players in the world are coming to play so it how good you are really depends on how good you can share your talent. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I agree. I've been a bit of a, of a critiquer of Coach Cow because I do love that we get all these recruits in, but it's a what have you done for me lately type of uh-huh. attitude. Yeah. So that, and so since Cow's been here, like you mentioned earlier, he's been here for about eleven seasons. Yes. And how many championships do we have to show for that? One. One. And yeah. we've had been to the champion, and we've been to the national champion to the finals. Uh, twice. Okay, and then we and send and we haven't been to a Final Four since twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, yes. So don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a lot of other programs that would bend over backwards uh, for this type of for this type of success. But every year, Kentucky has always talked about how this is the team. This is the team that's going to get us there. And every year we fall just a little short of that. And I know we kind of talked about this on the last time we were on here too, is if there's pressure on Cal Mm -hmm. to get that second championship. And we both came to that conclusion. Yes, there is. Now he's got this lifetime contract here. So what, how does that change the pressure for him? Do you think? 
Uh, well, I, I think that the pressure is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Cal is not going to stay somewhere where he's not the best. Mm-hmm. Once Cal starts getting a lot of crap from fans, a lot, and I'm talking like the majority of people calling for his firing, and if Cal ever gets to that point to where he isn't winning at the rate he's winning now, he'll leave on his own. Mm-hmm. He'll never, ever ever be fired from this university no, unless they made sure of that yes unless exactly with that lifetime contract unless he literally sleeps with the president's wife <laughs> i guess but he's never getting fired and uh and they made sure of that with the lifetime contract so but cal is not going to be like a, a denny crumb or they got a runoff he won't stay unless he's winning at the rate he is and as far as just touching on what you said with uh, the standard being Final Fours. That's what Kentucky wants, and that's not what we're getting. Right. Um, but we have to look at what we are getting. Uh, we are getting 30 win seasons every single year. Cal's won 81% of his games since he's been here. He's 305-71 and 71 as the head coach at Kentucky. That is outstanding. I, I mean, that's unheard of. And uh, last year, we went to an Elite Eight. Uh, he put us in that position to make it to a Final Four. I think as a basketball fan, I don't know what else people really want when we are being put in the position every single year to be playing for a Final Four. Now, sometimes it, it happens, sometimes it don't. That's just that's the game, right? That's just basketball. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And what makes it so hard is – you lose once, you're completely out of it. It's not like an NBA 7 Series playoff game where mm. you can win multiple games because how many titles would we have then? Oh, yeah. We'd have a ton. But uh, it's just the nature of the beast, man, of college basketball and March Madness. You lose that one game on an off night, you're out. And um, so I think that the fans are still going to put pressure on Cal. I think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's ever going to – we're never going to be winning like we have been winning with Calipari. Mm. Um, I don't understand what some people's logic is when it comes to the end result. Well, I think it's just because a lot of them compare. I think a lot of them, well, the two coaches in this league, I guess you could say three of Tom Izzo, but I think he surpassed Tom Izzo as we've discussed. But the two other coaches that he's compared to are Coach K and Roy Williams. Yeah. And they've both won titles, multiple titles at their university. So I think maybe there's fans that would say it's like, well, look what these coaches have done at their programs. Why can't we have that here? Yeah, and that, that they're, they're, that's the comparison. Those three coaches will always be compared on at those levels. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. But you're looking at Coach K, who's been at Duke for a thousand years, right. and then you're looking at Roy Williams, who uh, it took him how many years to win his two? Uh, it took him, it took him a while. He's been at North Carolina for over eleven years, mm-hmm. uh, more than Cal. Uh, so, I think. That if Cal doesn't make it to a Final Four this year, he is going to. It's amazing how the bar is so different for Stoops versus Cal. Yeah. Because Stoops, really, he just has to get a six-win season. Cal has to get a Final Four. <laughs> and and Cal's made it that way for us. I mean, it's, it's well, I, I don't want to say Cal's made it that way. It's kind of always been that way. But that's just how it is here. But if you are looking for somebody to put us in that position, I don't know how he does it, but he does it every year. Even when we lose hope and we think there's nothing – left for this team somehow when it comes March 
Cal turns it on and he gets us in that position. Uh, we are going to be in that position again to play in a Final Four. Uh, we will be – you have me on audio. We will be playing in a Final Four right. in March. We will be. But, I mean, we could – I mean, it's just the nature of the beast, man. One, get, one loss can knock us out. I'm not going to call for his firing if we do. Uh, but – Yes, Cal has pressure. I think that if it gets too intense from the fans, he'll walk away. Mm. He he don't want to be anywhere where he's not doing the very best. So he'll just um, he'll basically look at it as like, fine, if you don't want me, I'm out. I'll go do something else because he's not going to stay somewhere he's not wanted. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. We've talked about football and basketball. Uh, we've pretty much hit everything you can think of in one uh, one hit here. Um, before we get going here, Adam, can you tell my listeners where they can find you at? Uh, yeah, you can uh, follow me on – I need to get one handle for my social media sites because I've got several. Uh, but uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Uh, that's the Off the Cuff page. You can get updates to our episodes and our uh, all that midday Kentucky stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at AdamBanks818 or follow me on Twitter at AdamBanks88. So all of those different handles, follow me on all those. I'm pretty active on each one. So, Well, Adam, we're excited to see if Kentucky's going to make that Final Four appearance here. And we look forward to having you back on the show again, my friend. I appreciate you having me on, Dan. Look, Looking forward to being back in Friends with the Corner Studio. I'm sure it's even going to be bigger the next time I'm here. <laughs> the show, it's already grown leaps and bounds. <laughs> so Getting there. Go Cats. Yes. All right, and that's it for our interview with Adam Banks from Off the Cuff. I want to thank Adam for coming on the show. Go check out his show, Off the Cuff, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other listening platforms. Also, be sure to listen to his show on WLXU 93.9 FN here in Lexington. Check him out on Midday Kentucky and Lexington as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Off the Cuff. I want to thank everybody for listening. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow me, the host, at the Adam Banks on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our previous archived episodes of Off the Cuff on podcast, wherever podcast can be heard. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back with a brand new, fresh live episode next week. This ice will melt. Be safe on the roads and be safe out there. We'll catch you down the road.